Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. Total fucking gravy conspiracy. And Adam. Yeah, so my bosses are talking about my ass. Drink every time you hear the cat. Discovery is such a um, a modern day show. It's such like a, a internet savvy show. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that they knew that they needed a cat to kind of make sure that they won over the internet. They're like, here's a giant cat, you fucking nerds. Oh, dude, I used to have a Maine Coon, and they are the best. Are they different from other cats, or are they just yeah. cats but large? No, they are. They do have very different personalities. Uh, Maine Coons, the one I had, and and you know a lot of the Maine Coons, they do get really big, yes, um, but they are very chill. And they have a tendency to kind of fasten on to one person. Some of them are very, very talkative. Um, I'd come home from work and she would just talk. She would just be like, I can't understand you. Speaking of pets, there's no Porthos in this episode. So everybody can just tell this one to fuck off right now. Right. (laughs) And there totally could have been. I see zero reason for there not to be any Porthos. They could have shoved Porthos in multiple times and it would have been great. Damn. There's some good-ass cheese. So I said I loved this episode, and um, I I love parts of this episode. There are parts of this episode that I literally won't watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, a part, a part of this episode that I literally won't watch. Like, I skip over. I know which one it is, too, because the second yeah. time that I was watching it and it came up, I was like, ah, I might fast forward. I don't know. I guess I'll <laughs> let it go and i watched it and i regretted that yep (laughs) if berman fucking rick berman rick berman um if he had allowed the character of malcolm reed to be gay this episode would have been amazing this whole episode was malcolm is not gay malcolm is not gay right malcolm is not gay (laughs) like that's the the whole thing is just berman screaming Uh at dominic keating no god damn it malcolm's not gay yep he is so heterosexual. That's the whole episode. Uh-huh. Malcolm hooks up with chicks that Trip wants to. Yeah. Who's ready for an old-fashioned hetero fest? It makes sense because they're all drawn to his magnetic personality. Yeah, exactly. Hello, ladies. I like pineapple. Anyway, yeah, Reed and Florida Man are wandering around in an asteroid field in a shuttle looking to connect back up with Enterprise. They're super early for their rendezvous. Because their sensor array and communications, something, you know, they don't, something fucked up. And so they're just waiting. And Florida Man must have everything fixed by the time Enterprise get back, gets back. Which is, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. I mean, it's good for the rest of the episode. It's that engineer point of pride thing. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and it's good for the rest of the episode, but like practically it's just dumb well i guess the communications kind of are important and stuff keeps breaking to try to make things worse but like not like for reasons (laughs) well one thing like for reasons but whatever we'll we'll get there and then another time it's just like yeah just no right right (laughs) (laughs) it's just like no no that that doesn't work now you make our ship go they're looking at asteroids and this is the first of these moments where this episode kind of Mm -hmm. seesaws back and forth between hard sci-fi and like yeah. uh, you know fuck it yeah 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 and this show overall has been fairly good ab- about 
being a little bit more mm-hmm. grounded and NASA y mm-hmm. than, you know, the, the, its predecessors or, well, e- oh, it's a yes. prequel, but yes. y- you'll know what I mean. You, you know what um, I mean. But yeah, so, and while Florida Man's working on stuff because he's an engineer and that's just what engineers do, that it's he's he's definitely following kind of a Scotty model. What is a lot of you staring at me for? Where he's like, you know, I must, this is, this is what I enjoy doing is fixing stuff. Um, Reed is like, says he's going to sit down and read Ulysses by James Joyce. And while Reed fucking gets all fucking uppity, I had to read Ulysses in high school. So fuck him. And I would totally love to do a Bloomsday crawl and just fuck him. What would be, so if you're on a spaceship, what book would you bring? Like what would be a good spaceship uh, travel book? Like you go to the beach, you bring like trashy yeah novels or whatever if you're on a plane i don't know you, you don't do anything that's about planes because it's going to be involve crashes or hijackings right. or something but what is spaceship reading like the dune saga that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good yeah i think that's a great idea dune my book i think would be it w- anything by carl sagan oh yeah probably like demon haunted world like a Carl Sagan book, but not a Carl Sagan book about astronomy. I am currently reading the first book of the Foundation series. Oh, yeah. I read that one. Like, it was a million years ago. I don't remember anything except, like, the very beginning. By Asimov? Yeah, Asimov, yeah. And and that's, like, a huge, huge world. So maybe that. that. Yeah, that is a good idea. And he also makes fun of science fiction. I think it's, it's supposed to be kind of funny. What it made me think of, though, was how better that kind of line was done in Futurama. Right. When... <laughs> when the the little kid who only exists occasionally, you know the hu- Hubert, Hubert, yeah, yeah, Hubert, yeah, 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 that's him. And he's he's like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a science fiction cartoon writer. And his dad's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, that's it's yeah. I don't know. If you're going to fuck with your own genre, do shit like that. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it's pretty obvious that Reed has much more of a liberal arts, you know, background or whatever. And then they start talking about, like, whether or not, you know, how things would have gone if Cochrane had been European and stuff. And I'm just like, you are just, Reed is just talking himself into being the fucking ship's asshole. Yeah, this is uh, during that period after 9-11, and it's, it's not long after. It's when we started to go like, you know what? Everybody else sucks. Right. And we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. That's why you have shit like this written into it, to where Malcolm's like being a snotty dick, and we're like, "Fuck them!" Yeah. You know, even though they were right there with us in any fucking military thing we ever wanted to do ever, but all Europeans were just seen as like, you know. Them ain't even American. Right, right. Around then. Totally. It, it's it just kind of made me think of that whole horrible era. Well, what's funny is that Tucker he starts listing off European crust countries and he talks about Serbo Croatians. And at the time this was written, that was still very much up in the air. Because now, you know, after like 2006, it's been resolved that Serbia is one country and Croatia is a different country. Oh, yeah, right. So it's, it, it, I found that kind of interesting. I remember in TNG where Data mentions the Irish reunification of mm-hmm. 20-something, like around yeah. our time-ish, maybe yeah. in, in a few years or something. Yeah. I guess that they were doing the same kind of thing, but they were being a little bit optimistic about 
Mm. Yeah, m- more borders will melt, surely, right, as right. as we get closer to Trek future. And I'm sitting here looking at Brexit like, yeah, right. no. Oh, no. Reed uh, sees debris out the windows. And I, I got to say, they must really have big windows. Because they don't they don't show it in the show, like, how big the windows are. Like, they show the outside of the ship and everything, but they don't show, like... The window with them looking out. Does that make sense? So it's kind of hard to get a real perspective on exactly how big these windows are. Um, but they must mm-hmm. be a million times better than what they have on NASA shuttles. Because those are tiny oh, yeah. windows. Those are little bitty like porthole things. Even like yeah. back in the day in the 60s when they relied on them more. Like they, yeah. they were still just like little teeny tiny Tiny bink, bink. windows, yeah. They did the sci-fi asteroid thing um, that I didn't think that we would see in this series in particular because it's been a little bit better about being uh, more grounded. Yeah. The asteroids are all super close to each other, so you can see that it's an asteroid belt. Uh, you know, in reality, you can't generally see one asteroid from another. They're crazy far apart. They are close. I mean, it's not like, it's it's certainly it's somewhere in the middle between reality and Star Wars. They're not smashing into each other and bang, you know, and and crashing into your ships, and you're not having to duck and weave and bob and and to get around them. They kind of hit like a happy medium there. They look and see one little piece of metal uh, on one asteroid. And decide, well, everyone's dead. Well, no, I mean, there is a impact crater-ish, you know, but but that's that's it. You know, yeah, you're right. There's just that one big piece of metal that has zero one on it. So as they look upon with mild interest, uh, a tiny piece of metal relative to an entire starship that totally convinces them that uh, somehow everyone they know is dead. So it's time to get some faith of the heart. This episode would have gone to the excellent category if they had never shown the Enterprise at all. Yeah, uh, because we come back from the theme song where they're, just, where they're like, oh no, shit's wrecked. And then... We go to the theme song, and then it's been a long word, and then we see the Enterprise cruising along. Yeah, everything's fine. So there goes that whole mystery. Mm. No, like, okay, here's the brilliant way to do this. Sorry, but here's here's how you do this. You say, like, one day earlier or whatever. You know, you you do something to where you're showing them rescuing these uh, Tessians. Tessians? Yeah. yeah. yeah, sure, whatever. Whoever, the aliens that we never yeah. fucking see. Tesnians. You show that process going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're cutting back and forth because the the bottle episode becomes a bit much. Forty minutes ish with just two fucking guys. Yeah, that would have been, that would. I agree. So you cut back and forth during the the incident, the mission, whatever, where their supposed destruction happens. Yeah, exactly. And then by the time the uh, the message that Hoshi, whatever, they hear her later, you have already, like like just before that, you find out that they're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see yeah. like the plate 
come off the uh, with the O one mm-hmm. on it and land on the thing, or which even was the other like, thing I was going to bring up, like which is yeah. stupid. How does the asteroid have that much gravity that you know just like a piece of metal is going to be like lay on it like flat? Uh, okay, anyway, it it could it could. I mean, I guess possibly, but that's how you do shit like that. Yeah, they could even end it um, at the point when the whole ship shakes, like right at the moment of of the destruction. Yeah. You know, or the damage of the of the ship, like everything shakes, and they're like red alert, you know, or or actually they don't say red alert or whatever, but um, but they say you know what's going on, and then cut it right there, and that's the last scene we see of the Enterprise. So we'd have no idea whether they were okay or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't like that as much because then it's like, oops, they were okay, but at the end, <laughs> I guess but so, that yeah. still, but that still is a better, better idea than, than going yeah. immediately to no, no, it's it's fine, everything's fine. Yeah, well, that's Berman and Braga for you. They wrote this episode. They sure did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or they could have even split the episode down the middle and had, you know, one whole perspective one time and then, you know, gone to the other, you know, or something like that. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's cool. So, yeah. So, anyway, <sighs> Hoshi comes into Ahab's lair and reports on the survivors of the wreck um, that we, you know, the, the damage that we saw on the asteroid. And uh, the rescue mission messed up some of the Enterprise and that's why we see what we saw this also became one of those things where we're told and not shown this is a very told and not shown yeah it would have been yeah. cool and i mean there, there weren't a lot of special effects there were a couple of special effects shots mm-hmm. it feels like there would have been room to to show this absolutely maybe they just couldn't come up with a good alien design because they do they say well, something about like the yeah, slightly different gas that they breathe and stuff, which is right. cool. Which is hard sci-fi stuff. I love it. Uh, well, that's but, that's know. what I was just going to talk about. Hoshi has learned their language, and they have to breathe boron boron gas yeah. for six hours a day. So they switch back and forth from a nitrogen oxygen atmosphere to boron and back again with no problem. How the fuck do they do that? How do they do that? <laughs> that makes zero sense evolutionarily. Is it that they have to? breathe it for six hours or they have to like get a hit of for six hours per day oh wow yeah so how the okay first of all she says that the doctor has enough boron gas for them to take them back to their planet why why in the (laughs) fuck do they have that much boron gas on this boron gas is a rocket fuel igniter and is used in pyrotechnic flares they have derivatives of it. It's not naturally a gas. Yeah. Um, but uh, I found something called boron trifluoride. Uh-huh. If, uh, I mean, isn't that a, a like basically a petrochemical? Tri- yeah. Trifluoride? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> That's kind of kick-ass. Yeah. That- <laughs> but it, it's also essential for plants to grow vegetables. Huff that shit. Mm-hmm. I bet this well, guy's party. Huff that shit and party. <laughs> Well, I mean, like I said, though, that doesn't make any sense evolutionarily. That you have to, like, breathe boron gas for part of the time and part of the time oxygen. That just doesn't make any sense. I'm envisioning something like how, okay, like how our amphibians Mm -hmm. can breathe in the water 
and they can breathe okay. out of the water. Uh, maybe part of their atmosphere is boron, and they are like maybe they go into caves where there's boron, and then they can be outside the caves. Yeah, maybe something like that. Like they, they have to go in caves at night or something, and yeah. so they're used to getting about six hours. We're just making head cannon. Maybe I, I don't know. It's it's kind of fun. I started watching that Alien Worlds show where they're playing with all kind of different like mm-hmm. gravities and right. uh, uh, chemical makeups for mm-hmm. life and stuff like that. Just kind of wild ideas, and then making CG animations out of it. It's right. pretty fun. It is. Um, but yeah, so the whole ship, the Tesnian ship, has been totally destroyed. Uh, Hoshi says many of the passengers had been on the ship in lo- for years. They lost everything. And Mr. Wise Dad Ahab is like, they have their lives. Thanks to me. Yeah, and exactly. my greatness. Uh-huh. My father would be proud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My daddy would love me. My father! So now we have two quote-unquote mysterious incidents. The sensors and the comms going out on the shuttle and whatever happened to the Tesnian ship. We never hear or see the Tesnians. Yeah, we see nothing of them. We don't see anything. We don't talk to them. Nothing. Ahab needs to get out and see the damage to the ship because... So he and Paul go out on what looks like a sh- pencil sharpener I had when I was a kid to inspect <laughs> the damage. And the CGI on, of the damage actually looks, looks pretty cool. Was that part of the uh, special effects you were talking about earlier? Yeah, yeah, that was an yeah. external effects shot that I remember. Like, you know, it's kind of bent up and, and fucked up and everything. Yeah, Why it's Archer and T'Pol specifically, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like he'd just be like... Would take the main uh, engineer? Well, yeah, I mean, even but even if your engineer's not there and his engineer's not there for, you know, whatever reason, um, th- there are engineers. We, we, we've yeah. seen them in an episode where they made the guns for no fucking reason and against <laughs> his orders. You have those people. Tell yeah. them to go get in a shuttle pod and 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 go look at the take ship. notes and figure yeah. out what you want to do. Because I mean, well, aren't they going to have to do that anyway? Like, because yeah. he's like, okay, mm-hmm. tell so and so to put together a team and fix the doors. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, why did bring back the shuttle and they'll <laughs> go do that? They I- do that. <laughs> so T'Pol brings up the mu- possibility of micro singularities, and there is currently a theory of micro black holes, but not micro singularities. But anyway, why in the fuck does he say that, that they were a Vulcan myth? Is it real? That has got to be the most single most insane thing Ahab has ever said. Does he know enough about astrophysics and cosmology to fucking say that? Uh, I feel like somebody in his position would have an idea of what ideas were controversial and not agreed upon in astronomy, but... I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It just irks me because I'm like, the Vulcans are like way above humans at this moment as far as science. Yeah, that's established. And and he he's like, if the Vulcans had their way, they'd be blaming them for the common cold. What? Yeah, it's. It's just. It just seems really. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, ballsy. To be to say something like that. Yeah, I think if I'm a human at that point in history i'm just going to kind of defer to vulcans on things like theoretical physics and stuff just go like okay maybe that's a thing we don't know for sure but all right fuck i don't know exactly yeah well plus the fact that she's fucking right i'm not a prophet (laughs) really is to paul right about a thing and then yeah archer's blowing her off yeah 
Yeah, isn't that weird? Is that happening on this show? That's so weird. He never does that. <laughs> Huey Freeman drops it up. You'll be fired. Fired? For what? For being an irresponsible white person. So back in the shuttle, Reed and Florida Man are in like that kind of freak out mode. And they're trying to go over every possible angle to deny the evidence that they have. Because they can't look at their sensors because the sensors are down. And Reed just fucking is just like, we give up, fuck it, we're dead. That doesn't work with what they've built around his character. Because they've made it plain that he's been through survival training. And one of the first things they teach you in survival training is to stay positive. Attitude can save your life. Being pessimistic, as, as Reed is doing is a good way to make sure you die. And it's a pretty quick give up. It's like, well, we saw one panel and uh, no other debris whatsoever. Whatsoever. And there's a bunch of other asteroids around. Mm -hmm. uh, So you'd think that we would see debris somewhere in the gravity well, like all over. Uh Uh-huh. But they just- It's a big ship. Yeah, exactly. But they just immediately go to, well, they're all dead. Yeah. (laughs) Like- really quick it's it's kind of it's it's a little silly i mean florida man like is trying to be like no it's not true but like what if what if there's shuttle pods or lifeboats and he's like no there's no lifeboats i mean reed really sucks in this part of the episode he really does it's just pretty immediate like nope nope they're all dead and we're dead too yep and we're gonna die, and that—I yeah. mean—that lasts like the whole fucking thing with the death. But it does. It does. This I don't quite get. Like the beginning of this uh, bottle situation, this lifeboat situation, mm-hmm. uh, desert island situation, whatever you want to call it. I guess it's more like a yeah. lifeboat, yeah, life raft situation. You know, uh, it, it doesn't connect with me at all, motivation-wise. Excuse me. Excuse me. What's, what's my motivation? They're looking at the debris and or the lack thereof, honestly, because it's yeah. one piece of metal. Anyway, and they're like, oh, no, uh, they're dead. Uh, we what what are we going to do? Yeah. And we're on. We only have impulse. So, you know, we're not going to get very far for no established reason yet. The shit that we need right now to make all this not happen uh, uh, is broken. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know where to go. Where do we go? And they're like, well, let's go back to the cell phone tower that we dropped. And yeah. then that way they'll find us. We'll be dead or whatever, but they'll yeah. find us. And Starfleet can get their capsule back in a few years. And it's it's all quite tragic. And yeah. then <laughs> they've got no navigation. Reed's like, does it work? So Florida man just starts yelling like, Pick, Pick a, a star, star <laughs> that looks familiar and just go for it. A star that looks familiar. <laughs> In that situation, can you fucking imagine? Yeah. He's just, he's like, you you come from a long line of Navy men and you got you a good memory. Yeah. Go star. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck uh, is that? Oh, it's like, oh, there's a blue dwarf. I think we passed a blue dwarf on the way here. Well, and Reed asks him, like, do you have a sextant handy? And I'm like, well, yeah, that's it's kind of hard to navigate without some kind of something. I do like the line, I left it with my slide rule. Yeah. It's almost like on the on the paper, it could be like an escalation, like an argument. Right, but it's not. He get, It's more of a, you know, 
I get it kind of moment. Yeah. I, I feel like there had to have been a take or two where he's like, he's like, do you have a sex today? And then he's, he, he's like, left you with my slide roll. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that there were a couple of those and they tried it like where he's just kind of like, oh, <sighs> I love to yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Here we fucking are, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I liked it. I like the way that they did it. It's, yeah. uh, it's kind of one of my favorite lines in this. Definitely. You know, they're building towards like an odd couple situation with this first argument. And I mean, that's basically the idea of the episode. Take these these two personalities, bottle them and like, mm-hmm. you know. Let's see what happens. Also, their makeup looks really bad. I don't know if it's the lighting or whatever, but they look really pancakey. They look kind of ill, you know, like they're like mm, yeah. nauseated or something. I don't know. I guess that yeah. kind of works though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we watch Reed making the most fucking emo goth bullshit entry log ever. It's fucking ridiculous. He's recording the events which led up to the discovery, you know, and whatever. And and Florida Man keeps interrupting, and then Reed rewinds and record it, records over his commentary, which is kind of funny. Note to self, I don't want to live. So I don't know if you're as much of a dork as I am, but if you pause when they show the buttons that he's pushing while he's doing his recording, there is nothing that makes any sense whatsoever on that fucking quote-unquote keyboard it's just a bunch of buttons and they have random fucking numbers on them it's fucking it's maddening like there's two buttons under the heading aux power (laughs) but the buttons have number 33 and number 19 on them what what the fuck does that does that make any sense does anyone have any idea that what the controls needed to be slightly intuitive I, i don't know it's just it it kind of drives me crazy because like it's like I get that they're you know between the TOS era and like you know next gen and all that but that is ridiculous like I nobody would know how to use that fucking keyboard and there's not a keyboard it's just a bunch of buttons I did notice that the button that he was pushing was Mm -hmm. under the heading of auxiliary power I think right right no that was that was was right next to it yeah why are they how is the recording? No, no, no. it was button. like auxiliary power. Yeah, and it had a thing like a bracket sort of thing that went around the button he was pressing, which was like uh, rewind, and then uh, the button to its right, like if you're sitting mm-hmm. at it, or yeah. in, you know, whatever. It's they're thirty three nineteen. I don't, I don't know why the numbers. Yeah, but it's like he's pressing the auxiliary power either on or off button yeah and there's <laughs> just, just nothing so like weird. it's just that there's off. nothing that makes any sense whatsoever we shouldn't have to do this it makes no logical sense why is it here because it's on the television well, show forget it i'm not doing it this episode was badly written <laughs> your auxiliary power like the thing that they always have to switch to in an emergency is also your uh, record button. I love it. Record button. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I press record on the recording software that I have, it also switches my computer to battery. Right. That makes sense, right? That's what that would be like. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what that would be like. So, yeah. So his depressing diatribe finally fucking ends. Um, and it's just really just, they're just setting it up like this, everything's, you know, dude who thinks everything's going to be okay and dude who thinks they're going to die. And I'm, I hate to admit it, but I am much more like Florida man than Reed. I am painfully optimistic. Always look on the bright side of life. 
Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm somewhere right in between both of them. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, odds are this is it. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to try. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> this also continues the UK versus USA thing. Because people in the UK are way more pessimistic than, than Americans. It's cold and it's raining and it's cynical and the sense of humor is even different like it oh it yeah incorporates that sort of hopelessness that yeah, that pessimism uh-huh. if life seems jolly rotten there's something you've forgotten and that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing the best way that the difference between the, the usa and uh, uh uk attitudes were was laid out by Stephen Fry, who mm-hmm. said, well, you know that scene in Animal House where there's a guy playing the guitar and then John Belushi comes up and he picks up the guitar and he smashes it to pieces right. and he hands it back to him and yeah. kind of like basically looks at the camera like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If a British comedian read that bit of the script, he would assume that he would be playing the guy with the guitar. Yeah. I love that description so much <laughs> uh, because it just shows like, whereas the Americans just like big, loud, in your face, and I did that, you know, mm-hmm. that feeds into this episode and these two characters' attitudes mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. hard it through does. this whole thing. Yeah, and, and so Reed wisely decides to heat up some food, which makes sense because they're both probably hangry as hell. And uh, But Reed has to get that last fucking dig in. Because he's a dick. <laughs> and they he, you know, runs down the menu, and it fucking sounds great. All the food sounds really good. It's all the kind of classic dishes, you know, like, you know, meatloaf and potatoes and mugugai pan and, you know, sea bass and shit like that. Yeah, it's very global. It's very, like, around the world. It is. It is, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, Reed finds the bottle of bourbon. Sidebar, the bottle it's in is from a type of vodka. I remember this because I bought a bottle of it for a friend for Christmas one year uh, because of the unusual bottle shape. And I looked it up. It's called Fries Vodka, which is F-R-I-S with like the umlaut over the I. Um, Oh, okay. That's fun. So I was like, huh, interesting. Um, But yeah, when I first saw the episode, I was like, that's not that's not bourbon, that's vodka. <laughs> oh, that's cool, because I did remember, like, the sort of odd shape. Like, it, it stuck out to me. Yeah, it's a very the, interesting There's something shape. sort of flattened at one point mm-hmm. on it that normally you just don't see. So, yeah. cool. I'm glad you knew that, because I yeah. was like, that's just weird. All right. it is a, it's a very unusual bottle shape. And they do, they finally kind of have a little bit of a silent moment where they realized, like, they talk about how the captain... They realize that the captain's dead, basically. And they do that kind of, you know, apology, that silent apology that men do where they don't actually apologize or say anything. They just don't argue anymore. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I do want to point out that Malcolm microwaved fish. Yeah. Well, it can't be a microwave, though, because it took I know like it's two not really fucking a seconds. But yeah, you're right. He microwaved fish. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I worked at this one place. There was a bunch of people that would microwave seafood like on the oh, regular. That's a dick move. Don't well, do that. It was, no. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I will say that there was a uh, cultural uh, thing. Well, yeah. You know, like these were not uh, 
th- th- these were not American folks, you know, that right, I was working right. with. So yeah. like, a- apparently that's acceptable elsewhere. But yeah. it was just rough, Oof. man. It was. Oh, I had I, I had an office mate that would um, that would heat up popcorn all the time, and she often would burn it. And I'm just, oh, ugh. that's a terrible smell. Yeah. Well, that's a. I mean, honestly, popcorn is too if you're not eating it. I I can't associate popcorn with a bad smell unless it's burnt. So I don't I don't yeah. know what you mean. Well, it's just like I don't know. It it lingers in the air. It really lingers. And if you're not the one eating it, you're just smelling popcorn all the time, which is just not a great. You know, it's not like flowers. You know. Anyway. I, I fucking love the smell of popcorn. I, I I can't follow you on that one. Like that's I'll, t- I'll tell you that's what one it of took my favorite me, smells in this world. Yeah, it took me. I worked at a, a movie theater um, twice actually. The first time when I was in high school, and the second time when I was in college. And it took me the second time after I I left um, the job, and I couldn't eat popcorn for like two years. <laughs> like I was just so <laughs> sick of it. Did they let you take home the extra popcorn left oh, over sure. at the end of yeah. the night? Yeah. Oh, that rules. I kind of want that job just for that. I can eat an embarrassing amount of popcorn. Like it's 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 awful how much I could go through given the chance. But um, they do it it um, like once a week. Wait, what? They only make the popcorn once a week? Yeah. They pop it all once one one day and just put it into these huge plastic bags that you drag down and fill the bins in with. Oh, fuck. Yep. Why is it still good? I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, they put a shitload of butter on it. Oh, butter and magic heat lamps. Yeah. <laughs> this microwave is so sick, though. It is. Oh, like, my God. Like, he puts it in. I love that like, they don't show it. You just see the door, like, the angle on it is fantastic. Wait, yeah. you directed this one. Um, do, 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 was it David Livingston, David Livingston on this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, David Livingston directed this. He's done a zillion yep. Trek things. Yep. Like that guy is a vet. Yeah, he's done a lot of them. And yeah, he the whole thing is like this little door. He opens the little door, puts the food in in the package. I know yeah. this, uh-huh. and then closes it. And like not even two seconds later, the door open. Ding! The door opens, and he hands them him the tv dinner or whatever with no package on it what is this magic oh wow so like the package like melted or yeah evaporated or something or or evaporated or yeah whatever holy fuck that's awesome yeah and it was metallic maybe it just heated up the package and that's how it oh that's weird more like a macrowave (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) next we see that they didn't really eat much which is interesting to me. And Florida man's trying to sleep. And Reed is recording a message for his parents. And obviously his family communicates about as well as mine does. Because he says he wrote them multiple times. And yet we know that they told Ahab they didn't even know he was on Enterprise. Yeah. I, this thing is weird to me. It felt retconny. Yeah. It was established when he Archer talked to these incredibly dry and boring uh people and possibly abusive yes i know it was it was a red flaggy all over the place <laughs> super red flaggy uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> red flag. that uh reed's parents never knew him and uh yeah. 
Later on, he says, my parents never knew me. All this right, shit. Right. But for some reason, he's laboring during this conversation only under this delusion that, no, they totally knew me and uh, something must have happened. How, yeah. Why you didn't hear that I was on Enterprise. I wrote you several letters. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I talk, try to talk to you all the time. What? What? Mm-hmm. This just didn't feel right at all. It, it was wonky. It was. It would have been so much more interesting if he had been addressing the fact that he, he never really opened up to them. Yeah. And never, he that he even kept his family at uh, arm's length and stuff like that. But if you do that. That's not something he really could do. Then you absolutely cannot have what happens next. Exactly. Because exactly. then Trip is the asshole. Yep, 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 I don't yep, know. yep. It, Instead of doing the retcon thing and instead of doing the super serious thing, it could be something really banal. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, would irritate Trip more. Like, he'd be more yeah. understanding. Or we, sorry, we would be more understanding of Trip just like going off on him when he's just like, oh, 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 whatever. I don't know. I yeah, can't yeah. come up with anything right now, but you get the <laughs> idea. Yeah. Also, they don't have a keyboard. Why is he just recording over voice? Like, why why can't he fucking type it? Yeah. Um, of course, then again, the keyboard's probably spread out all over the panel and labeled with random fucking numbers. <laughs> so you have to yeah. turn off the lights to hit W or some shit like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? I need to type. I need to type sentences. I better <sighs> turn off the comms array. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, yeah, it's this shuttle makes does. no sense. <sighs> to press record, you have to turn off auxiliary power. Yeah. Like, what are you fucking kidding? Okay, anyway. Uh, I don't, yeah. All right. So Florida man gets all aggravated because he's trying to fucking sleep. And all I can see is his fucking frosted f- tips on his hair. <laughs> it's just... Who does the... Who's the barber on Enterprise that right? does, like, frosted tips and shit like that? It's... Oh, it's so painful. But, he, I mean, he is from Florida, so... Hello, Lakeland. Florida man puts his frosted... F- tip foot down and orders Reed to get some rest which is correct because I would have put my foot in his face violently if it had been me and I personally refuse to watch the next three minutes I watched them once that was enough and that's all I'm going to say on the matter Adam you can tell people what happens and let me know when you're done (laughs) I do want to point out first Mm -hmm. I absolutely love well, they they have this argument and Trip is yelling at him, whatever like that. Yeah. He lays down. He turns his back to 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 Malcolm, and then he like kind of gets up and looks back again, like real <laughs> angry, real pouty. Yeah, yeah he does do a super dumb, pouty dumb. look. You Man, stupid! Shut up, <laughs> jerk! <laughs> yeah. Oh God! All right, so. Bonus challenge. I'm going to edit as little as possible in post-production after this. All right. Um, um, voice over voice. Now we're in sickbay. And Reed wakes up. He's, 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 he's in sickbay. They're, they're both in sickbay. They're on their beds. And, uh, and, and he's like, oh, wait, shit. I didn't write this, like, uh, uh, bit, like, uh, blow by blow on this scene mm-hmm. i just wrote like how angry i was at this whole thing okay anyway so <laughs> he wakes to. up i'm gonna i'm gonna do this from i'm gonna do this from memory all right so he wakes up and they're like wow um you're you're back and we we saved you and we're alive and he's like oh wow okay great 
and then uh, you you get some rest there. Rest re- you get some rest there. Slugger says Ahab, and then he walks out, and then it's just read into Paul, and to Paul's like, oh, you are so brave. How could any male of your species be so brave and have so many uh, heroic uh, things that you did? Because you're all brave, and he's like. Uh, I don't even know. I guess I'm awesome. I, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, so they're kind of talking, and she's like leaning in on him. And as soon as she like sits like on this bed and is kind of leaning towards him, like, oh, he's like you know having a he's he's cracking one out. I guess I, it it just it was apparent pretty quick that <laughs> this is a dream. He's having his whole dream sequence kind of thing like that. So something, I don't know, there's something happens where Reed starts saying the word stinky, and then so that's when you get more of a clue like, oh, uh, something's being weird, and she's kind of like laughing. And let me tell you, it's nice seeing uh, Jolene Blaylock kind of smile, like because she doesn't get to because she has to be Vulcan. And so, you know, she gets to emote, and that's, you know, okay, um, good for her. That's uh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking for good things. Anyway, so uh, she's like getting all up on him as he continually says the word stinky, and you're like, yeah, fucking right. And then you hear Trip be like really loud, and then Malcolm wakes up. Oh, he was having a he was having a, a spanky time oh. dream. He was having, yeah, whatever. We have God-given sexual desires, and we need to understand them and preserve them to be used in God's appropriate context. Talking in my sleep is kind of one of my biggest fears. I mean, obviously, I don't care if I'm alone, you know, or it's my mom. But, like, when it's with somebody who I'm in a romantic relationship with, I don't want to be talking in my sleep. That is, no, 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 no. Yeah, you could you could incriminate yourself. Yeah. Needlessly. Yeah. I can't imagine what I would say. I don't know what I'd want to say. So, yeah. Luckily, every time it's ever happened to me, um, it's been pretty innocuous, but still. A dream is a wish your heart Trip has gotten the receiver working on the comms, but can't transmit, which is literally no good whatsoever. That does not not help them in any way. Um, and the noise that they hear is the galaxy hoping we never have to watch the previous scene ever again. <laughs> um, just an eternal angry hiss, yeah, like Bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> then. And then Be banged by the void. They get hit by foreshadowing. <laughs> they start losing air, and it's exciting a little. Um, and then Trip again shows that he's the useful half of the pair and puts quote unquote nitrogen into the air to find the leak. Um, and and when they show like the leak, you know, and then the air going, I can't really see it. I can't see it either. It they didn't try on that. No, uh, th- they really didn't. I feel like that's a easy enough practical effect. I would like think you so just too. Dry ice, and you kind of close up, and yeah. you have a vacuum cleaner on the other side, and you see the dry ice air going through it, and they go, "Oh, there it is." I, yeah. I feel like that's not hard to do. 
Yeah. Come on, Livingston. It just didn't look good. I mean, maybe that was a special effects thing. It just, it seems like it, it would be so easy well. to just practically yeah. do it right quick. I, yeah. I, it doesn't seem hard to me at all. No, I know. So they put their fingers on it like Dutch boy astronauts. <laughs> and then Reed puts potato on the leak. I like Dutch boy astronauts as a band name, though. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Actually, I, I, didn't, I couldn't find a, I couldn't come up I with a band either. name. <laughs> Let's just go with Dutch boy astronauts. <laughs> Dutch boy astronauts. Yep. That's fucking good. <laughs> Dutch boy uh. astronaut. Hailing frequencies are open. Yes. Uh, you can advertise your business, uh, amplify a charity, tell us about whatever you want, ask somebody to uh, die. I, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> you want. There are, and you're not going to believe this. What? There are. There is an actual large podcast network with like money, like a comparatively like a lot to a show like ours uh-huh. that wants uh-huh. 100 entire American dollars. That is insane. For this kind of thing. And what are you fucking kidding me? We'll do it for 20, man. We'll do it for 20 bucks. We don't we'll give do a it shit. We'll do it for literally a fifth of that. One fifth of that for your message to live on eternally. So send us 20 bucks. PayPal.me forward slash Star Trek stuff. So, when okay, so this is t- this bothered me too, just because I'm a picky bitch. Um, the one that Trip, the, the food that Trip kicks over to Reed has gravy on it, and the one that Reed picks up does not have any gravy on it. Oh, I hate total, shit like that. Total fucking gravy <laughs> conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Bothered me so much. Um, so the foreshadowing killed one of their oxygen tanks. So we're in Apollo 13 territory here. And uh, Florida man's frosted tips might be the last thing that Reed sees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're down to where it's just going to take like, like two days or something. Two, two more days. Yeah. yeah they're going to die. They went from uh, 10 days to two days. So, yeah. Do you guys talk about how they want their weddings to be with each other oh sure never never that's what i thought never 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 um even when we were planning our wedding yeah no (laughs) even when like wedding stuff is going on and i was talking to other people like dudes that were engaged no no if we did, it was just nuts and bolts. Like, right? Yeah, we got to do it in a church because her fucking family. Right, right. You right. know, it's like, never like it's never it. like they'd want to. You want to do it outside, and you want to wear a kilt and bullshit like that. I mean, if there's something really cool, like yeah. like ours, like we had stormtroopers and shit, so like that came up. You right. know what I mean? Sure, be like, sure. Yeah, we're going to have like cosplay people there. It's going to be fucking hilarious. It's going to be a real trip, you know? Yeah. And like bands, all our like our bands and our her, her dad's band's going to play. It's going to rock, you know, shit like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But the wedding, the wedding wedding itself was really just kind of like, yeah, we're going to go to the courthouse, maybe have some family. Right. Know, that's it. Right. But no, no one has no dude has ever talked to me about like, OK, it's going to be great. Big outdoor thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as the sun is setting, blah, blah, blah. It's going to no, be my it's favorite just colors as Time, the theme. location. Yeah. Uh, 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 is there alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's How much it. money is it going to cost? Period. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. it. That's all yeah. we tell each other. So while this conversation's going on, they realize that one of Reed's one night stands was with a girl Florida man had a huge crush on. 
Oh no no! It was not a one night stand. He said he yeah uh, multiple like, times yeah yeah. Oh, I knew him more times than I like can remember because uh, I'm gross. not gay. I'm not gay. So this conversation doesn't make it clear whether Trip slept with her. Um, I felt like he did not. Like he I know really li- like he had this huge crush on her or whatever right i mean maybe it's hard to tell the way they the way they worded it and everything it's hard to tell whether like florida man because then then reed says if turns out we have more in common than we thought yeah so it's kind of implied that they both did sleep with her or i don't know it's really hard to tell like where that came down yeah that's true actually that line like we have more in common than we thought it was <laughs> That's either yeah we both did have we we both did sleep with her, or Trip didn't and he was like yeah like going with it because <laughs> he didn't want to admit that he never got there. Right, right. I don't know. It's hard to tell though. I'm gonna lean on that like Trip got to like uh, be with her like one time or something and he yeah. just ever since and like she she dumped him or whatever and then <laughs> like ever since he's just like oh man she was the one that got away you right, know like right. oh that could have been something and you know Malcolm's like because I'm so very not gay I did yeah. it with her many many, many times, times. yeah yeah gross anyway but it does kind of squick me out but anyway I'd put this on fairly realistic really because see girl if this had been two women two friends friend women and they realized that they had both slept with the same guy it would have been on like we would have detailed everything <laughs> that's just yeah. i don't know guys don't detail on stuff like that i think that Weird. that's a that's the big misconception it's more just like yeah yeah <laughs> you know that's it like we don't generally go, go into a lot of detail yeah no. Yeah, that seems weird to me. I, I mean, I'd be like, okay, so blah, 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 And then the other girl would be like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, now with guys, it's more winks and nods. There's a lot There's a lot more like, yeah, So Florida Man then proceeds to actually save their lives, even though he and we don't really realize it in time at the time because he cuts power to the heat and somehow sends it to the air filters so they have more air? I don't really get this. Yeah, uh, I know what you mean, because uh, filters are generally just like static filters. objects. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Star Trek is always, always rerouting power. Right, right, Like, I right. feel like you could make a pretty good drinking game out of any general, <laughs> yeah. like, if you're when binging episodes. Re- right. re- anytime they have to reroute power, yep. just take a shot. Guys, let's do shots and get crazy. No. And then Reed starts shaving because he wants to leave a good-looking corpse. And I'm just like, this poor character. <laughs> I mean, oh God, this poor guy is just so pathetic. Uh, that that would not be what I would do. No. I promise you that much. Yeah. And then they talk about how one's hair grows, hair and nails grow after death, which is actually not true. Your skin shrinks. That's not true? No, that's not true. What happens in when, when you die, the volume of all the water in your body dries up. So what's happening is your skin is pulling away from your nails and pulling away from your hair and it looks like it's growing because your skin is actually collapsing fuck that's cool okay yeah so uh so we go back to i know isn't that really (laughs) it's very goth um so back on the ender poop ahab is wrapping up his little leather book yeah i saw it 
There was the little other book. What is it? What is it? What is that fucking book? What is it? What is he writing? Reason number 244. I hate Vulcans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My dad was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so T'Pol comes in and she's convinced that the Tesnian ship was hit by a micro singularity and he scoffs at her again. And she's like, this could be a really fucking significant historical discovery. And he acts like she's not caring about Florida Man and Reed. It's so shitty. Like, this is the shittiest... It really is. ...possible reaction. When you, you're... Basically, you're finding out you might be wrong, so you just go like, uh, well, why are you a dick? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's such a shitty, like, it's deflect... so weird thing to do it is it's yeah this sucks it it's completely sucks and then so he tells her to get on the blower and raise them on the horn or whatever and that's like a tiny scene that's like two minutes they could have put that all together at the end of the episode i'm thinking that they just wanted to cut away from yeah. Reed and malcolm to yeah. show passage of time or you know, yeah. whatever and, yeah. well and that we do get one bit of useful info which is him saying try to send a message to Reed True. and Malcolm. Right. We already know that Florida Man has fixed the receiver, so yeah. we're like, okay, okay, they're going to send a message, they're going to get it. Pack on the shuttle, they're cold as fucking balls, and Reed is dictating letters to his former lovers. <laughs> Did you read the Memory Alpha entry? All right, I'm going to uh, pull that up and... Uh, there, okay. All right, um... Quoting here, despite believing that his character of Reed likely, quote, notched up a few relationships back on Earth that would be worthy of a last letter, actor Dominic Keating sympathized with Reed's action of recording audio messages for various females. Quote, really, what we're seeing about Malcolm is that he does have a problem getting close to people, Keating reckoned, and I think that would explain his shyness around girls. To them, these women, they'd probably be surprised that they got this letter from this man they forgot about because they never really knew him. But for him, he's on his last 10 hours of air and he's going to die. It's rather sad, in fact, that he's writing these letters to people he barely knows. Yeah. That's good. Isn't it? He knows his character, man. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. that guy's good, and he doesn't get a lot to do. No. It's sad. And and the way he's portrayed is so shitty. He also said, uh, uh, I have to say that as an acting experience, is certainly second to none that I've ever had. Mm -hmm. This was something, I'll tell you, it really got the juices going. The great thing for me is that Malcolm Reed becomes a three-dimensional, living, breathing human being who, I tell you, as I talk about it, I kind of well up. It took some soul searching to find all that stuff. What can I say? It just made the hairs go up on the back of my neck as we were filming it. And God, I never wanted it to end. Yeah. Yeah, the more I, I read about him, the mm -hmm. more I like him. Yeah, yeah, the actor. Yeah, absolutely. His view of the character and what he wanted to do with it and how he never got to do it. It wasn't his yeah. fault. No, exactly. Yeah, he never got to do the, got to express what, he thought the character was, and I gotta say, it, it really, you know, lacks for it. I mean, because it could have been so much more. Yeah, um, watching Disco, you know, right now as we're watching it, it's in season three and it's unfolding, and uh, the more they expand out on the other characters, mm -hmm. the better the show gets. These Absolutely. are good actors, and like, yeah. it's actually a, has a potential for a great ensemble show, but you know, it's the 
you know, a Saint Michael show. So it, right, that's just right. what it's gonna what, what it's gonna do. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save all of you. So Florida man is during their conversation after that. Uh, Florida man's the only one who brings up the crew like at all. Mm-hmm. Like he starts talking about how young Milk Toast and Hoshi are, and and I find it weird that Reed wonders if the captain would feel guilt for bringing them on the mission. It's like no, that's stupid i mean he'd feel guilt for any of them yeah like why specifically them you know florida man shuts that down like immediately he's like no nah, yeah. fuck that they died doing yeah. what they loved i'm like no oh she did not love doing that right well he does say <laughs> she didn't <laughs> and reed does say that he's like he's like trip Hoshi didn't like any of art of space and i'm like yeah well you know oh she couldn't space but yeah their back and forth essentially remains the same florida man is the optimist and reed is the voice of doom and and you know and it makes me realize oh god i'm super american American because yeah. i'm really really optimistic <laughs> Jesus. i feel mid-atlantic i'm like yeah. right in between both of them yeah maybe that's that's the goal of this episode is finding the mid-atlantic <laughs> in us all <laughs> yeah that's b- between these two characters yeah i do like that they addressed this that mm. that they had this part of the conversation because i found it weird that they were like all our friends just died yeah and then they just they just go on they don't talk about everybody that just died yeah i mean men don't share their feelings that well but that would come up i'm sorry yeah. that that would happen at least talk about the people that you worked with just now. Right. Dying. Yeah, and they get really super snarky and bitchy. It's so bitchy. Yeah. It's not like an argument. It's just bitchy. Yeah. How long have they been stuck in the uh, in the bottle at this point? That's when they... This is when they start to drink the bourbon. No, how long have they... Oh, in, in the bottle? The, in, um, in the bottle of the, I'm sorry, I meant the, uh, like the episode. Yeah. How long have they been in the shuttle at this point? Because they'd been in there for a few days. Yeah, it's only been like a couple days. But it had been days before that. Yeah. Before the supposed destruction of the Enterprise. Right. So they've probably been in there like a week. Jesus. Week to five, di- you know, seven days. A week and a little bitty thing like that with the lights Ugh, always that on. That would drive me crazy, yeah. Especially with him writing all these, you know, ridiculous fucking letters. They're so Ugh. Civil War, too. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're so Civil War. My dearest Evangeline, the, the wall continues on. We are ever so cold. We have naught but bourbon and Chilean sea bass to sustain us. <laughs> to, to sustain us. <laughs> oh Think of, God. I shall, I shall probably, I shall probably not survive. Think of me from time to time. <laughs> I go to my death for our glorious cause. Surely the history books will remember our side well. This will work out great for us. Love, Cletus from Mississippi. In our glorious cause. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so they start to drink the bourbon. And then Florida Man makes and lights a candle for mood? Yeah, this was the thing. I was like, okay, so he's like getting out hard liquor. He's lighting candles for mood. Uh, are they going to bang? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the slash fanfic writers have a point. 
<laughs> I mean, really. I don't fault them for this. It's uh, they do. All, they make all this effort to be like Malcolm's not gay, <laughs> and then like Trips like let's get out some bourbon and light candles, candle. baby. <laughs> it's real cold. Want to snuggle? We need to huddle together for warmth. The first time I was just like, yeah, because they're gonna toast the dead, man. And then the yeah. second time I was like, dude, they're gonna bang. Yeah, what, exactly. Th- why didn't I see that the first time? They set this up for drilling. Yeah. Like what? Uh, okay. Yeah. Go for it. Why not? You're fixing to die. I don't know. Yeah. So here's the emotional climax, and Reed actually admits that he can't get close to people, and all of the people he cared about were on the Enterprise, and it's it's kind of sweet and sad, but it still makes me think of Dennis from Always Sunny as a psycho because of the implication. You know, he makes this speech about how. Everyone he cared about was on the Enterprise and, and blah, blah, blah. So Florida man blows out the candle and says, you know, I should save those few breaths of air or whatever, those few minutes. That's very sweet. It's a nice scene. Cut away, come back, I guess for the commercial break or whatever. And they are doing a fair to middling version of Super Drunk. It's not great, it, but it's not horrible. I have seen Drunk portrayed accurately like... yeah. Three times in my life, I think. Right. I don't know why actors are incapable I don't either. of being drunk on screen. Like, I rarely ever see it done well, no matter who's doing it. It's also difficult to play cold well. It is. It is. A lot of times you've got, like, uh, actors shivering in their, oh, they're, they're trying real hard to do the physical acting of being cold, but they're still on a set in Los Angeles where it never gets cold, and, of course, you cannot see their breath, so it's never convincing. Yeah. But in this, you can't can. see their you breath. You can't see their yeah. breath. I don't know if it's actually cold or, or if, if there's some kind of yeah. trick that they can do or yeah, what. I'm not sure. But they, I think they might have legit been, been cold. cold. Yeah. And, and Florida Man does a slightly better drunk than Reed does, but he's the one that snaps to and is completely sober all of a sudden. Yeah. Reed actually continues to be kind of drunkish. That's true. When they get, when they, you know, later. But here's the thing. Okay, so Florida Man's racism, like, Reed is starting to talk about how pretty T'Pol is and everything. And this whole situation is difficult because, on the one hand, Reed is simply saying that she is pretty and sexually attractive, which she is. But on the other hand, the writers are saying this. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? It's not just that the characters are saying it. It's fucking Berman and Braga saying this. So you're Jolene Blaylock and you're looking at the script for this week or whatever. And you're just like, <sighs> yeah, really? It's like, yeah. So my bosses are talking about my ass in the script. Yeah. But for Florida Man, it's not real because she's a Vulcan and he's a fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not objectification if she was never a real person in the first place. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing on Memory Alpha about that scene uh, where it's cold, like how they pulled that off. Because it legit oh, looked yeah. like there was... Yeah condensation coming off their breath and totally if if they went method with it that's so fucking dope i don't know yeah that would have been great what they did but it's great so anyway they they hear a sound and you know of course they they can't transmit you gotta remember can't transmit they can only receive but enterprise is still around because they hear hoshi talking and this particular moment 
is when Reed really shines to me. Because he's like, he's like, yay! You know, and it's it's kind of cute because he's like, oh, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a kind of adorable, you know. And then it's back to super pessimistic and them trying to figure out a way to survive. I love that scene. Uh, I do wish, um, like you said, the Florida man snapped into sobriety. Yeah. Um, it would have been better if he was... Kind of I don't know. slow, it's sluggish. Every, every show, like I, I can't even get mad at Enterprise about that. Yeah, like you said, uh, Dominic Keating does a better job of like staying drunk and yeah. cold or whatever. Yeah, because it's every single fucking show, every single show it ever. It really, somebody's yeah. drunk and then oh, uh, now I'm not. Now yeah. uh, I'm saying things normally and all yeah. of that stuff, and I wasn't playing drunk well before anyway, so right, that's right. fine. <laughs> so, so the audience is fine yeah. with it <laughs> because it's never, ever accurate. I don't know uh-huh. why people can't play drunk. We've I all seen either. people play drunk. We've all yeah. been drunk. We've all yep. been around other people who were drunk. I have no yep. idea why no actor can do this. but I don't either. Yeah. Right in. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. What is the best portrayal of an actual of drunk? drunk that you've ever seen? Yeah. Yeah. I want. I want to know a full scene where someone's hammered and it looks like they're hammered for real, and they don't snap out of it uh, for uh, scene for convenience scene or whatever. Re- yeah, 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 yeah. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail dot com. Let us. Yes, know. please. I want to hear. I want to know. I wish they had had more than two camera angles through this whole thing. Like if they had had one where it showed the two of them talking. It, there's just so much like two shot, one shot, two shot, one shot. You know, and it's just like mm-hmm. I wish they had more, a little bit more angles. But, they, you know, that's a minor con- complaint. They decide to blow up the engine. They blow up the engine. And uh, Florida Man makes the joke about the cartoons about snails on a turtle's back. That's kind of cute. Uh, yeah, they decide to blow up the engines because they think that maybe Enterprise will see the the, the blip s- on the sensors, the blip. Mm-hmm. They talk about the blip getting bigger mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why they blow up the engines and there we go. We yeah. leave. We come back. Um, what I love about this is when we come back at this point, it's gotten so cold that there's like ice on all the over bottle. the place. Yeah. yeah. Not just on the bottle. There's ice. Oh, they, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, they paid attention to detail. They put ice all around the uh, the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's the kind screens. of like a, a frost kind of yeah. forming on the on the controls and stuff. It looks really good. I wish they had, d- wardrobe can, had come up with something that they could have wrapped around their noses and ears. That would have been cool because... They're just having their just a baseball hat. It's like those ears would be freezing. I love that they have those hats in the <laughs> in the shuttle. Pod. In the shuttle. <laughs> I love that so much. I actually went and looked up again. I was like, how much are those hats? They're kind of fucking killer. I yeah, was like, no, yeah. it's it's too much. Like Star Trek.com no. has them for like stupid money. So yeah. yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna do that. They they make a bet about how much air they have left. Uh, and whoever wins gets the rest of the bourbon and which is not by the way if you're cold you should not drink alcohol because it will make you feel warm but it will actually cause you to freeze quicker that's true yep yeah so do not do what they're doing because this is actually terrible trip wins because whatever 
and um they so they so trip's like i'm gonna get into the fucking airlock so you can have you know double the amount of air to breathe or whatever and they start shouting at each other and you know it's it's kind of aggressive or whatever and reed decides that he'd rather die with tucker than without him See, that's, I mean, this is why I like the episode, the way they do it. It, it. They handle it well. I did think, though, like, you know what? If he's, like, sleeping and not talking, he's consuming less oxygen, so fucking yeah. stun him. Yeah, stun him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Stun him. Stun yourself. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. I don't remember if it was here or earlier. Yeah, it's it's no, kind of hard it's to here, remember yeah. because it's just the two of them in the one uh-huh. little set, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if they're talking about... How much oxygen you use when you're yelling and shit. So yeah, this, this when is Trip it, yeah. is yelling and stuff like that, it would have been great if Malcolm stops, thinks for a second, and goes, and just yeah. zaps him. <laughs> It's like, you use up less air. You're not going to be yelling if you're not yelling at me. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. lays him down. That would have been the shit. Then Reed wakes up in sick bay, and it looks like the beginning of the part of the episode that I don't want to talk about, but it's not. And reali- Reed realizes that they are safe, and it's very sweet. Yeah, and he call he calls uh, Trip his friend. Petition to rename Sick Bay Flocks Bay. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Flocks Bay. Yeah. It just yeah. it rolls off the tongue, and Flocks is awesome. Oh yeah. It would have been awesome if for some reason Sick Bay was called Flocks Bay, and we find out totally. this is why is because like the best doctor <laughs> oh, <yeah>. of all time <laughs> was on the original Enterprise. <laughs> Uh, well, there's a super cringe thing with T'Pol here too, though. Yeah. Well, what she doesn't think so. He's just he's just expecting her to say something, and she doesn't. Well, he he says, "Aren't you supposed to? Aren't you going to say something?" And she says, "About what?" And he says, "About something about heroics." And she's like, "Whatever." And she walks away. Yeah, I I didn't get why he'd say that. Like I I know why I the think, audience I think he, wants to call back to that, but I don't know why I know why the writers want to call back to that. Right. Well, he's not sure he's dreaming. Is this just fantasy? Oh, okay. Yeah, he thinks he might be still dreaming, and this is just you know some some sad dream that he's having, and so he's asking her about that, and be and the way she behaves lets him know that he's in reality that's pretty good okay i get that i don't know yeah. i just i I didn't get that when i saw it so okay gotcha. uh, that's fine all right yeah <laughs> the vulcan pinch awake is just them being standoffish it's like right. okay it's just real <laughs> yep exactly to paul's exactly. like why is this guy talking to me is like his little spinning top in yes. inception perfect there you go <laughs> <laughs> did it track what do you think i was trying to think of previous bottle episodes of trek mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um does the royale count um no i don't think so yeah i don't um, think so either the one i was thinking of is uh the one i think it was called disaster i think where Picard's in the shuttle in the uh, turbo lift with the kids, and uh, yeah, uh, Troy's up on the bridge. Um, That's still ensemble, though. If, it well, is. Uh, it is still ensemble. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of bottle episodes because the shows are so ensemble. I, I'm pretty undecided on this at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the idea of uh, a bottle episode where it's intense, where you've just got like 
two characters locked in a space together. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it treks because they're basically in a Kobayashi Maru no-win scenario. Sure. And we do, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'll just give it to it. Yeah, because, okay, hey, this is Adam uh, busting in later while I'm editing. I just realized what I could not remember, and I'm sure a bunch of you were screaming it. The Ascent from DS9. The Ascent, you know, the one where Quark and Odo crash land and they have to climb a mountain. That's like the Trek template for this episode. Of course it fucking treks. God. Sorry, but trust me, this is much better than the, like, five solid minutes that I just cut out of me going, Oh, maybe it does. I'm not sure. I can't think of that. What about you? Did it trek for you? What I kind of felt like the, what was important about it was the feelings of loss, you know, and like, you know, just the, they're set adrift in space, you know, because there's been plenty of episodes that have dealt with that kind of idea. Um, so yes, with caveats, because <laughs> yeah. like we realize we don't, they don't really do bottle episodes. There have been episodes where characters think maybe everybody else is dead. Yeah. It's almost like the inverse of that episode where Jordy and Ro Laren are like space ghosts. Right. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, the two of them and they're stuck and they're like, we're still alive, but everyone and thinks they're dead. Thinks we're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like a negative image of that. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, wait. Band names. Oh, band I think names. We just basically just came out with Dutch Boy Astronaut. Yeah. Dutch Boy Astronaut's fucking killer, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's rad. <laughs> I see it as like a noise band or something. No, I'm thinking something like more positive and and like fun, like a goofy, no, oh, okay. sci-fi themed ska band. Yep. Um, non-track suggestion. I've been reading a book called "The Body Keeps the Score." Mm-hmm. I heard a podcast that I generally have a lot of respect for. And is a good, like, skeptical, it's fun show or whatever. Disparage, like, kind of briefly do, like, a, a drive-by mm-hmm. on, on this book. But I talked to someone in the field. And so this book is about, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. This book is about um, trauma and physical response. Yeah. The book itself is a little dated, is what they said. But mm. in general, it's still considered, like, seminal in the field yeah like it's not it's not like wrong there's just no, more right, right, information right. nowadays yeah yeah um mm-hmm. but it's still an incredibly important thing in this kind of like field of therapy and that kind of right. thing like that right so i was glad that i did that because i was about to put it down because of what this podcast had said about it mm-hmm. so so apparently no it's for real and uh, mm-hmm. it's called the body keeps the score so it makes sense to me so i'm gonna go ahead and recommend that book uh it's okay. a Dutch author, I believe, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been an interesting book. It's about trauma, all kind of case studies and stuff, PTSD, mm-hmm. those sorts of things, and it's written for the the layman like me who cool. has has no uh, training in that in that sort of field. So mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. The body keeps the score. What about you? What is your non trek recommendation? Um, they just came out. It just came out on Prime on Amazon Prime. It's called The Mystery of DB Cooper. And I don't know, I'm one of those people who loves weird shit, you know, and unsolved mysteries and that kind of stuff. And do you know anything about the D.B. Cooper case? Not at all. Oh, wow. Okay. 
awesome. Then you'll love the shit out of this. Um, D.B. Cooper was someone who hijacked a plane in um, Portland, Oregon in 71, early 70s. I can't even remember now. Um, And nobody knows who he is. He disappeared. Um, He hijacked the plane, got them to land, give him $200,000, four parachutes, and then they took off again. He uh, let all the passengers get off the plane. Nobody even knew it was happening because he kept it so on the down low. But he had a bomb with him. He told the, the stewardess and the pilots to stay up at the front. He had them dr- lower down the exit uh, stairwell. Because at the time, you didn't have like a side door. You actually like went up into the belly of the plane like from the back end on just these stairs. And so he had them drop that down mid-flight, and at 10,000 feet, he jumped off the plane. And the uh, he's never been found. Nobody knows who he is. Um, like, 10 years later, they found some of the money in, like, a completely weird place. Huh. Which didn't make any, doesn't make any sense for where they think he landed. But yet it is the money because they match the serial numbers. Weird. And what's really great about this particular documentary um, and is that they actually interview the pilots and the stewardess that was actually there. Oh, okay. It's really fascinating. All right, kick ass. What's it called again? The Mystery of D.B. Cooper. Is that? Did they name uh, the main character in Twin Peaks after him? Because that's the same no, first uh, initial and then right, last right. name. So the... Name that he actually signed the ticket, uh, the plane ticket with, because at the time you actually wrote your name on the ticket. Um, he wrote on the ticket Dan Cooper, um, but oh, okay. somehow it got uh, kind of like throughout the investigation, it somehow got morphed into DB Cooper. Okay. Um, but yeah, gotta watch it because it's really interesting. Um, so the next episode uh, is truly upsetting, and I don't like it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. And we'll talk about it then. All right. Well, shit. I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Oh, boy, (laughs) listeners. Aren't you stoked? Aren't you glad you subscribed? Can't you just like... You, you you just can't wait to get out your wallet to go to patreon.com forward slash... Star Trek stuff and be like, I'm going to give them $5. I'm going to become a a Porthos Petter. Porthos uh, Petter. What we named the thing. sounds dirty. No, he's, there's a picture of him on there, and he's cute. Okay. And you want to pet the Porthos because he's such a sweet little beagle guy. <laughs> give him cheese. Yes. No, don't give him cheese. It makes his tummy hurt. I got a fifth of the cheese. <laughs> oh, Christ. All right. Oh, boy. Fuck. All right. We'll watch the next one. It's going to be great. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. Gonna it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> I'm so scared now. No, it's fine. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh god leave us some positive reviews absolutely write us write a comment about us on apple please yeah give us some five star reviews and if you write a five star review we give you free shit we yeah. will send you a handmade star trek mask yep and it's fucking sweet so write us a five star review let us know that you did and, uh, uh, yeah, then we'll get your address from you and shit and send you free shit. And you'll be like, I got free shit. 
Yeah. Just, just for helping out a, a, a fledgling podcast <sighs> that talks about this generally awful uh, series <laughs> within the greatest long-running sci-fi series of all time, Suck yes. It, Doctor Who, and Absolutely. your plunger-armed villains. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're cool. Uh, you, you're fine. You're... you're uh, he, he, he has a screwdriver. And... <laughs> All music at the beginning and at the end of this, supplied by the band Motherfucker, Motherfucker, Motherfucker dot Bandcamp dot com. You only have to do two of those, because why would you have one? <laughs> why would you do one when you can do two? Yeah. So Motherfucker, Motherfucker dot Bandcamp dot com will get you some pretty killer tunes, and you will like it. And uh, I guess that's it. We'll be that's back it. next time with something awful, apparently. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and uh, prosper and shit. All right. Black Lives Matter. I mean, there are worse jerk-off dream sequences. Like, there's the one sure. in uh, the, the Star Wars holiday special uh, where uh, Chewbacca's dad is, like, watching this lady. Like, it, oh, for, and yeah, it goes yeah, on. Yeah. It's like nine minutes long. It's like a prog rock time. song, yeah, 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 with like key changes and and, and a whole music video thing, and like it, and you're just sitting there going like, this dude is still cranking it, like in the living yeah. room. Yeah, I, it's okay. Anyway.